I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Instant Reaction Podcast, HawkeyeNation.com. Andrew Downs here on another incredible Thursday night in the state of Iowa as your Iowa Hawkeyes come back for a, a most improbable win, a home win, a win that they needed, a third win in a row for the Hawkeyes to get back to 3-3 three and three in Big Ten play, this time 93-84 in overtime over the Michigan Wolverines. And uh, if, if uh, the Rutgers game wasn't the Peyton Sanford game, this one certainly was, uh, especially at the end of the game and in overtime. Peyton Sanford, uh, seven points in overtime, had the four-point play to tie the game late in regulation and uh, put this team on his back when he absolutely needed to, when somebody needed to, and uh, and he was the guy to do it. And, man, what, a, uh, what an incredible night, what an incredible scene inside Carver Hawkeye Arena. The crowd sounded great um, on TV, got loud when they needed to get loud, uh, withstood a 34-point a night from Jet Howard, who just couldn't miss uh, but didn't do much other than score and uh, and was really held in check in the final 10 minutes of the game or so. Yeah, that's right. He had 34 points in the first 30 minutes, I think, 31 in the first 30. 30 minutes or so. Um, and then was, you know, again, really held in check, held Hunter Dickinson in check for the most part, 12 points and 13 rebounds for him. But just, uh, I mean, he shot really well, five to six from the field, one of three from free throw line, uh, but didn't allow him to, to do much. Now playing defense on him allowed guys like Jet Howard to get open uh, on the perimeter. And I was perimeter defense, as has been the case uh, many, many years under Fran McCaffrey, left a lot to be desired. Uh, but ultimately, it didn't matter because, uh, you know, whatever whatever word you want to use, gutty, gritty, uh, you know, the dogs, D-A-W-G-S, they got a little dog in them. Um, they, they just, they came through tonight. This team didn't die. They don't give up. Uh, they, yeah, they never say die. And uh, you got contributions from a lot of different places. Uh, obviously, Peyton Sanford. Chris Murray had his typical good game, 27 points. He didn't shoot great, 10 of 22 from the field, 4 of 13 uh, from three-point land, but um, eight rebounds, three assists, a steal, three blocks for Chris Murray. He had a good game. Philip Robracha, 13 points, 12 rebounds, three assists for him. Uh, again, just three and nine from the field, but seven to 10 from the free throw line, a couple of those in overtime that were really, really big. Iowa, for the most part, from the line was was very good tonight. Uh, and needed to be shot way more free throws than than Michigan did. Uh, twenty two for Iowa, just six attempts for Michigan. They were four of six. Iowa seventeen and twenty two, um, and just really really important free throws down the stretch. Obviously for the Hawkeyes, uh, Tony Perkins only two points and, and didn't play much in the second half. Fran McCaffrey got real upset uh, four minutes or so into the second half at. Tony Perkins, it it seemed like it was aimed at Tony Perkins, but I think it was, you know, the defense in general after Michigan hit another three and 
I'm not sure we saw Tony Perkins or Aaron Euless the rest of the game. It was really uh, Josh Dix and uh, and and Peyton Sanford who who closed out the game. Then Josh Dix played. Uh, let's see, somebody had the tweet. He played 31 minutes, uh, handled the ball very well. Was um, was the go-to point guard for much of that second half, and um, you know put up a nice nice little stat line: ten points, five five assists, three rebounds, and a block. Um, yeah, Chad Lysico, uh tweeted that Josh Dix's previous career high minutes 18. Uh, this was you know, late in overtime. He had 31 minutes in counting. Um, pretty much ran the point in the second half. And, uh, and that was fantastic. It was good to see that. You knew that somebody was going to need to step up when Patrick uh, stepped away. And Peyton Sanford has been that guy. And now Josh Dix is kind of getting it going a little bit. He saw some good minutes out of Riley Mulvey tonight. Four points uh, for him, two or two shooting. He had a couple of rebounds and a steal. You needed to throw a lot at at Michigan and their size. And, and I was just able to do it. But, you know, beyond all the kind of the breakdown of this, um, you know, much like last Thursday where it was a great win over Indiana, a big comeback win that sparked this three-game winning streak for the Hawkeyes and, and really brought the season back from the brink. Uh, it, it's more about avoiding that loss. You know, this this wouldn't have been a good loss for Iowa, a home loss. You've you've made up for the, the loss you had early in the season at home uh, by going to Rutgers and winning. You couldn't afford to give up a, a home game here uh, and especially kind of giving up the momentum that you had brought into this three-game homestand that now you're 1-0. Uh, Maryland coming to town Sunday afternoon and then Northwestern next Wednesday. Uh, and so you, so you know, it's one of those things where you, you needed to avoid this loss at all costs. And, and I was able to do that, improves to 11 and 6 on the season overall. Again, 3 and 3 in Big Ten play. And just to get back to 500 in the Big Ten. When things look so down um, just a week ago is, is really remarkable. I mean, you think a week ago. Iowa. So Brendan Styles on Twitter had tweeted this just a week ago. Iowa was 0 three in the Big Ten, down 28 to seven at home to Indiana, and start staring at a miserable season. Now three and three in Big Ten play. You know, still a lot to to do, but just an incredible turnaround for this team, and to do it without Patrick McCaffrey, who. You know, you hope when when he's ready to come back, we'll be able to come back at full strength and uh, and just add something to this team. This team that's finding ways to win uh, even without him, and um, just really really cool to see that. Let's go through that that final uh, final couple of minutes uh, of of regular regulation, and then into overtime here uh, on the Instant Reaction podcast. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So Michigan started out hot and looked good right from the jump, and uh, and you know really it was it seemed like Iowa was going to have to play catch up all night long, and, and for the most part Iowa was able to do that throughout the game. Uh, it never got way out of hand. I think Michigan blew the lead up to to ten points at one point. Uh, May yeah that's that's their largest lead. So ten points uh, was the biggest lead in the second half there, and 
But every time they did, Iowa seemed to have at least a semblance of an answer, at least get the get the game close, if not, you know, tie the game or, or take the lead. And so, you know, all game long, that that's part of what's going to be lost here is just kind of the the fact that Iowa had to scratch and claw all night long because well, because they were giving up open threes and and because. Jet Howard was having, you know, an all-time night, kind of like we saw Luka Garza have at Michigan a few years ago where he put up 40 in a loss to see Jet Howard put up 34 in a loss. Uh, and so I would just needed it to scratch and claw all night just to stay close. And they were able to do that for the most part. It was 43-40 at the half. Uh, again, a couple of times in the second half, it felt like it was starting to slip away a little bit, but the team never allowed that to happen. Uh, Chris Murray would always come up with a, a big shot. Philip Bracha with a couple of really big plays, a big hammer dunk some things to keep the crowd into it and uh, kind of keep the faith in the the fan base and certainly probably on their own bench and, and on their own sideline. Uh, and then we get down to two minutes and 18 seconds left. Hunter Dickinson makes a layup uh, off an offensive rebound and Michigan goes up seven, 77 to 70 with 218 left. And then Chris Murray turns the ball over. So two minutes left in this game and I was down seven and Michigan has the ball, and it feels like it's over, but it's not over. Peyton Sanford gets the steal. Uh, Philip Robracha gets a layup there, and then it becomes the Peyton Sanford game. He hits a three, a big three, to get Iowa back to within two points with just a minute to go. Kobe Bufkin made a jumper to, to blow that lead up to four again, and then the the play that you had to have that Michigan couldn't allow and, and somehow did, Peyton Sanford with the four-point play. He hits the three. He gets fouled. It was a good call. He makes the free throw, and the game is tied with 20 seconds left. Michigan, I would, you know, luckily had a couple of fouls to give late, and so was able to uh, to kind of do what they wanted in, in this final possessions. Uh, Doug McDaniel missed a uh, layup, I guess a runner kind of at the at the buzzer. And it was the overtime. And when it got to overtime, you felt pretty good because all the momentum had turned to Iowa. Uh, you felt like Peyton Sanford was going to be able to, to still score. Um, and it just it really started to feel like you had kind of escaped foul problems with Philip Robracha if like he was going to stay in the game, and, and he did. Uh, something you were worried about, I think, early in the second half. And, uh, and so once it got to overtime, you kind of felt like this team's not going to allow this game to slip away, and, and they didn't. They outscored Michigan by nine points in overtime with, you know, obviously leading to a nine-point win, but 14-5 to five in overtime sto- scoring. The scoring started with a Peyton Sanford jumper. He had a Chris Murray steal, and, uh, and then he got fouled. He made it. He hit one of two free throws, uh, and you know, all of a sudden, you're up by three. You have Peyton Sanford go that and one would just an incredible, uh, you know, Chris Murray kind of chucked up a, a short three, and for Peyton Sanford to have the the control to get that rebound, put it up, get fouled, uh, and, and blow that lead up to six points with just three minutes to go in overtime. That was. You know, not as big of a play as the four-point play at the end of the second half, but that was a that was a key to this victory for sure. And then you hit free throws. Chris Murray hit a couple of free throws. Robracha hit one of two free throws. Robracha hit a couple more free throws. Uh, Peyton Sanford hit two free throws late in the game to kind of ice the thing, and uh, and that was it. Iowa escapes with a ninety-three to eighty-four win. Go through a few of the team stats here. Iowa shot just forty-five percent from the floor. 32 of 71. Uh, Michigan shot 49%. It felt like they shot a lot better than that at some points, uh, but they clearly um, didn't play as well down the stretch and then into overtime. Uh, Three-point land, Iowa 40%, 12 of 30. Gave up 14 threes. Uh, 14 of 31 was Michigan. They were 
they had a lot higher percentage at one point too. Uh, they started to miss late in the game as well. I talked about the free throws earlier. Just six attempts for Michigan, twenty-two for Iowa. Uh, Iowa hit seventeen. Michigan hit four. Uh, Iowa out rebounds Michigan forty to thirty-seven. That's been a great trend during this win streak. Is uh, Iowa's ability to find ways to out rebound their opponents, uh, even when their opponents are bigger than them. Uh, Eighteen assists for the Hawkeyes on thirty-two made baskets. That's a, a pretty good number. Uh, turnover wise, Iowa just six turnovers. That's exactly where you want to be, and they force thirteen. So that that's a really good number for Iowa. Um, that that's exactly where you want to be. And again, Michigan had its largest lead at ten points. Iowa's largest lead, uh, the nine point margin of victory in the end. Just a uh, again, just another Thursday where you had a game where you had to have it. It felt like you weren't going to get it, and then this team found a way to get it done. Quickly looking ahead to uh, to what's next uh, Sunday afternoon, three thirty at home against Maryland. Uh, that uh, now uh, again a big game. You, you really need to go at least two and one in these three home games. Would love to go three and zero. You don't want to lose one of these games um, just because then you're going to have to find a, a place to make it up on the road. And then you're home against Northwestern, a Northwestern team that's been surprisingly good. Uh, but again, it's a it's a, a game that you, you feel like you should have. You have to have. Um, I know Ken Palm, at least going into this game, had Iowa favored in all three of these games. And, and I think if you can get to 5-3 and three in the Big Ten after starting 0-3, uh, you're really, really rolling at that point. And then you go to Ohio State, to Michigan State. Those are going to be a couple of really tough road trips. And so it would be really nice to kind of build that cushion and get to 5-3. and three. And that way, if you do drop both those road games, you're still at 500 coming home against Rutgers in Illinois. Uh, but, you know, this isn't going to be easy. None of these games are going to be easy. I, I, I talked with Chad Lysico at the Register about this. I saw him tweet about it. I've talked about it on the radio. It's one of these things where had Iowa lost tonight, that's a quad three loss. And it may have changed depending on how Michigan's net rating went up or down, depending on how they won or lost this game. Uh, you know, these things aren't set in stone until the end of the season. And so it's, it's, a, uh, it's you know, in part of fool's errand to try to – count quad one quad two quad three wins and losses at this point but it is interesting and it and as you know an Iowa team that's kind of squarely on the bubble playing itself into the tournament right now uh, as you know as much as you can be in the middle of January uh, these these numbers are going to be important these these resume wins or losses are going to be important and when Chad tweeted that you know this is a loss that you really can't afford to have a quad three loss at home on your resume but then it's like this is a Michigan team coached by Juwan Howard with Hunter Dickinson on the team with Jet Howard doing what he did. And you feel like, man, if that's considered a terrible loss, what isn't in, in the Big Ten? Um, and so, you know, it's just it's such a gauntlet in these these power five leagues, these good leagues. And, you know, the Big Ten's not where it has been in some years. It's certainly not the Big 12, but um, every game is going to be tough. Every game is going to be a fight. You're going to have to come and somebody's going to have to step up alongside Chris Murray, alongside Philip Bracha each and every night. Tonight it was Peyton Sanford and Josh Dix for sure. Uh, you're going to need these guys to, to continue to do this. Again, if you want to kind of get yourself in a position where then you can afford a slip up or two coming down the stretch because you're going to have some really, really difficult games. You're at Purdue at the start of February. I mean, this is it, it doesn't get a whole lot easier 
and yet you still have to kind of fight and, and scratch and claw these wins out. But hey, uh, enjoy this one. Another great win for the Hawkeyes. Sunday afternoon, home against Maryland. Let's, let's get a big crowd in there. It's a Sunday afternoon game. I know there's NFL going on, uh, but that place, Carver, it really does feel different when the crowd is into it. It really does come across differently on TV, and you can tell this this team feeds off of that. And so let's get a great crowd in there Sunday afternoon. Let's get another win uh, and, and put ourselves above 500 in the Big Ten play. Uh, have a beer for Peyton Sanford tonight, man. What a uh, what a, a gutty, gritty, great performance for him. I, I just feel so good for him. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pull up the stat here real quick. I saw this somewhere. I mean, he was started the season um, just just so so poorly, just so off, and it really felt like he wasn't going to to figure it out. And and now he has. Um, the first three Big Ten games of the season, this is from Chris Hassel, 0 of 19 from the field, 0 of 10 from three-point land, 0.7 points per game in Iowa's first three Big Ten games, all losses. In Iowa's last three Big Ten games, all wins. Peyton Sanford is 19 of 34 from the floor, 9 of 18 from beyond the arc, 20 points per game. Uh, he has just completely changed uh, not just his season, but Iowa's season along with it. Uh, enjoy this one. We'll have it covered from all angles at HawkeyeNation.com. Rick Brown, John Bonacamp, Rob Howe, uh, and myself doing a lot of work. We'd love you to check it out at HawkeyeNation.com. I appreciate you listening, and go Hawks! Hawks!